Good evening. This is Mr. Denning with another, with chapter eight of Frankenstein's Dog. I have to say it that way. All right, here we go. I spent the morning playing with Poochie in the backyard. Poochie loved the freedom of being outside, but it made me nervous. The weeds and the shrubs were so high, I kept losing him. He would disappear for five or ten minutes, and he never came when I called him. Finally, I picked him up in both hands and carried him back into the house. Robbie was sitting at the long wooden table in the kitchen. Uncle Victor was slicing a freshly baked chicken for sandwiches. Robbie wore a long black t-shirt over baggy khaki shorts. He kept tapping the tabletop with both hands, pounding out a rhythm. He looked up as I carried Poochie in. Hey, cat, how's it going? Good, I said, setting down the dog. Poochie and I were playing hide-and-seek in the back. I, I didn't really want to play the game, but Poochie loved hiding from me in the weeds. He has a devilish side, Uncle Victor said. He's not as sweet as he looks. He set the sandwiches down on the table. Lunch is served. If you don't mind, I'm going to take mine to the lab. See you later, I said. I took a seat across the table from Robbie, and we dug into the sandwiches. This house is awesome, Robbie said. Whenever I'm in here, I feel like I'm in a movie. I snickered. A horror movie? Well, kind of, he swallowed. What do you want to do today? It's a beautiful day, I said. I'd love to take a walk down to the village. Robbie shook his head. No way. You know your uncle wants us to stay away from that village. He took another bite of his sandwich. Then let's explore the house, I said. There are so many rooms and so many long, twisting halls. Maybe we can get lost, you know. Spend days marooned in a distant hallway, wandering from room to room, calling for help. I could video the whole thing. It could be awesome. Robbie squinted at me. You're weird. I laughed. I was just messing with you, I said. I always try to make things more interesting than they are. Mom calls me a drama queen, I snickered. She doesn't mean it as a compliment. Robbie grinned. Maybe we should bring these sandwiches with us in case we get lost for days. I scooted my chair back. Come on, let's go. I'm really excited to see this house. When I was little, Uncle Victor liked to tell me ghost stories that happened here. He said ghosts walked the halls at night, clanking their chains. Robbie shook his head. Why do ghosts always have to clank chains, he said. If they are ghosts, couldn't they just slip out of their chains? Maybe we can find some ghosts and we'll ask them, I replied. Robbie and I headed down the back hall that led away from the kitchen. I liked him. He was easy to talk to, and he had a nice laugh. I think he liked me too, but I couldn't really tell. The back hall led to Uncle Victor's lab, but before we reached the lab, we turned and climbed a wide carpeted stairway. The air grew warmer as we climbed. A tall window covered in dust let in pale sunlight. I gazed down a long straight hall with rooms on both sides. The only windows were at the ends of the hall, so the sunlight gave way to deep shadows as Robbie and I walked. My eyes stopped on a tall black stone statue, a man standing straight and stiff, a long cape down his back. One hand was raised. It carried a human skull in its palm. The statue's eyes stared toward the stairway as if guarding the hall. I think that's Victor's great-grandfather, Robbie said, the original Victor Frankenstein. Cool, dude, I said. A little scary. I mean, he looks kind of angry, like he doesn't want to be standing here. He caused a lot of trouble in the village, Robbie said, gazing at the skull. Maybe the statue comes to life at night, I said. Frankenstein walks the halls looking for his monster. Robbie clapped his hand over my mouth. 
Stop making up stories, cat. You're giving me the creeps. I pulled his hand away. Let's check out these rooms. We started exploring room by room. The first room appeared to be a, a guest bedroom, but the thick cobwebs over the window and layer of dust on the bed cover showed that it hadn't been used in a long time. The next room had shelves from the floor to the ceiling filled with old radios. I mean, real antiques, the kind you see in old movies. There were dozens of them. A back shelf held cartons filled with radio parts, glass tubes, and wires. I guess Uncle Victor likes old radios, I said. Robbie sneezed. Wow, so much dust in here, he said. Race you to the next room. I bumped him out of the way and darted out of the door. I beat him easily into the next room and glanced around. This room was huge, with tall, dirt-smeared windows on one side. Bookshelves covered the other three walls, and the shelves were filled with old books, their dark covers worn and tattered. Two ratty-looking armchairs and a small table stood in the middle of the room. Cone-shaped lights hung from the ceiling over two armchairs. A library, Robbie said. He walked over to one shelf. His eyes ran down the spines of old books. All science books. Wow. I spotted an old trunk at the far wall. I, op I walked over to it, bent, and pried open the lid. I was greeted by the sharp aroma of mothballs and a gross sour smell, like bad meat. Robbie stepped up beside me. He reached into the trunk and lifted out a wrinkled white shirt. Check out the ruffled cuffs. I pulled out a silky red vest and a rhinestone mask. It's costumes, I said. Weird old Halloween costumes. Your uncle has some strange collections, Robbie said. I know. A long time ago, he told me he likes to collect everything. He said that's why he loves this old mansion. There's room for all of his junk. Robbie sneezed again. He pinched his nose with two fingers. This old stuff totally stinks. Close the trunk. I squatted down, stuffed the mask and vest back inside, and slammed the trunk shut. I started to climb to my feet, but Robbie bumped me back to the floor. Raced you to the next room, he cried, and took off. Not fair, I yelled. I scrambled after him. I was surprised to find the hall covered in darkness. Clouds had swept over the sun, and the two tall windows at the end of the hall were solid gray. It took a few seconds for my eyes to adjust to the dim light. Then I stepped into the next room. Robbie? I glanced, around quick, I glanced quickly around. No sign of him. Squinting into the gray light, I saw a pool table in the center of the room and a row of tall stools. Hey, Robbie? No answer. I turned and trotted back into the hall. Robbie? My voice came out muffled in the long, dark hallway. Behind me, I could see the cape statue of Victor Frankenstein, black against the gray light, still watching the stairs. Did he go into the next room? My shoes snagged on the ragged carpet as I walked to the next open doorway. The light was cold and silvery, light enough to cast long shadows in front of me. Robbie, are you in here? I peered into the room. At first, I didn't see him. I saw only the tall stacks of magazines and newspapers piled nearly to the ceiling. But then I lowered my eyes and my breath caught in my throat. I saw him, Robbie sprawled face down on the floor, arms spread. Not moving, not moving. I opened my mouth in a frightened scream, but my scream was cut off as someone grabbed me from behind. Next time, chapter nine. Have a good night. Ow!